Welcome to the Daniel McInnes Podcast, a podcast for small businesses who are seeking great practical advice about marketing and sales. Danielle thinks like a customer. Even as a little kid, she always has shown deep empathy for others. Dan uses this customer insight to help small businesses create practical marketing strategies that work. Using this customer-centric approach and her 20 years' experience in sales and marketing, Dan takes what is in your head, adds her expertise to create a system to assist you make better marketing decisions, attracts a regular stream of ideal customers, and creates a brand that your employees and customers will love. Hope you enjoy this podcast. that one compelling marketing thing that you're trying to achieve 
at the moment and let's, let me try and be customer-centric and go where you want to go. Make sense? Yeah. So I'm going to go off script. I did this in the last presentation. I think it works much more effectively to go where you want to go. I've still got the script, so if you don't see out, we'll, we'll stick with that. But what I wanted to do is just jot up perhaps just a couple of key things about some tools or things that you're thinking about as a small business when you're thinking about marketing. What's the thing that just in time now you want to know about? Um, exposure. How to get exposed without selling. I hope these are all non-permanent. Yeah. Yeah. So exposure. Hi. Yeah. Any other work to get the right clients? If they where, where are they? Where can I grab their ideas? Stimulate them, bring them to my, to my business. Client attraction strategies. Mm -hmm. I want to be on number one on the page one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me finish. You want to be on number, number one? On page one yes. of Google. Right. When they search for the When they search for Okay? Okay. Let's talk about that. Anything else? Get it in now because you'll miss your opportunity. Mass emailing, like. Yep. Right. We're done? We're good? How many of you have 
a Apple iPod or iPhone or um, Android. Okay. How many of you have downloaded an app? Okay. So what we're going to we're going to touch on all of these. This is all around the strategy of what tools to use. I'm going to look at some of the tools, but these are all around the strategy of why would I use the tools. What can these tools do for me in terms of building my personal brand, my story, so that I don't have to do the hard sell, that they're coming to me because of the value that I offer? So some of the tools are going to be focused on that. Some of the tools are going to be, how do I be found? How do I actually get found? How do people know what I do and search for me? It's very big at the moment, especially when 85% of Australians are searching online. <coughs> how many of you Googled me before you came in? Googled or Facebooked or looked at my website. So, you know, it is part of the way that we communicate and it doesn't replace. Um, offline we call not on the internet and online is on the internet, but it's certainly becoming more common because we're time poor um, and we're in, living in this communication between all of these worlds and these apps. So the reason I asked how many of you downloaded that, when I talk about some of this technology, I'm just going to de-geek it. I am an IT geek. I hate to admit that, but I actually really like it. So I'm going to try and just make that terminology clear for everyone. So an application is a piece of software that lives somewhere. And it, it could live on your phone or on your computer. And it could live in the cloud. Do you know what I mean by the cloud? Yeah. Okay, so in the internet somewhere. So I'm going to talk about applications or apps. I'm going to talk about plugins. Okay, so plugins are exactly the same sort of thing. Um, you might hear them referred to as widgets, yeah? All of these are the same sorts of things. So if you hear that terminology, you know what I'm talking about. Make sense? Yeah. Cool. All right. So I sort of know where we're going. Hopefully this is going to work. So what are we going to do? Why? What's in it for you? These are the things that I'm going to go through this evening. I have... Um, I have 130 apps in different um, segmented areas around these main areas um, that I can send you afterwards. So anyone who's interested, just let me know and I think on the bottom of some of my information so you can roof off and engage with me. So I'm happy to do that afterwards. And I'm trying to touch on some key ones for small business that are a low cost. Okay? This evening. This my work. So these are the ones that I'm going to talk about. So as you see, there's forms, email, blog, SEO, productivity and social media, it's a pretty big list. <laughs> but I'm just going to try and touch on them and I'll wear you busy. So why are you here? So if you've got a burning question, and I really believe in just-in-time learning, so if there's something that comes up while I'm talking about something else and, you go, and that triggers something about your business, if you um, aren't ready to ask that question straight away, then jot it down and certainly come and see me afterwards. Okay? So, so don't lose that opportunity. Why are you here? I'll tell you why you're here. Because <laughs> I've done so many of these before. Most of you, and you've said this up here, it's so interesting. You want to attract more customers. And I can probably count on my hand, let's ask the question. How many of you have relied almost exclusively on referral to run your business? Referral word of mouth. Yeah? So that's generally when you start, you start to do that. That's what I call passive marketing. Let's just put my head under the doona and I'll do a really good job. And when I get up in the morning, they'll come. But the problem with that strategy is you're relying on them to take the action. And it's not that effective. 
and me being a control freak, doesn't actually give you that much control. <coughs> so I'm really into attraction marketing or cool marketing, which is another technique. What do you want? I think that a lot of you, and this might come back to this content strategy or being able to position yourself and your brand, actually um, communicate to your market in a compelling way. Now, I'm going to ask you another question here. I want you to think about your website. How many of you have got a website? Yeah, I think I've checked out most of them, and I think some of you are confined, so I sort of knew it was this week. But imagine if you did, or if you haven't got a website, if you've got a piece of communication that you would give a potential client, either a business card or a brochure. So I want you to keep that in your mind. Now I want you to um, put your hand up if you talk to the customer, not about you, but about them on that form, on that medium. So write up the people that do. So the question is, if you look at your website, will it be talking about you, or will it be talking about the problem that you solve? Well, I can guarantee you I've seen most of your websites and there's probably two in the room that do it. What most of you do is talk about what you do to solve the customer's problem, but you don't talk about it to them in the you. You, know, you want to use you. You want to talk about their problems. You want to talk about how you solve that compelling thing as to why they come to you as opposed to anyone else. And when you think about it, when you go to a website that actually... You look at it and go, do you know what? They're talking exactly about me, and that's exactly my problem, and they're solving it. They're the ones that resonate for you. So that's a part of it. That's part of the strategy. A lot of you want to have a plan. You want to have a plan. You don't want to do this ad hoc thing. <coughs> cash flows up, cash flows down. Oh, I'm going to start thinking about marketing. It's a roller coaster ride. So having a plan is also giving you some control over that lead generation model, which is marketing. I think that everyone has to be savvy with their expenditure and a testament to that is that we're doing low-cost marketing tools and look at the room. So we're all having to make decisions about what we do and often making those decisions without the right information. So if nothing else, I want you to be able to walk away with some more marketing intelligence to be able to make those decisions more carefully, I guess. Consider. Um, and the last thing is, yeah, you want to be selective. You want to be selective about what you want to measure it. I think that's a really key thing. And if you can't, just don't do it. Just wait. So what marketing are you doing? So for the people that I was able to survey, this is some of the marketing. We sort of basically proved this with our hands up. So a lot of you are doing this passive marketing. Word of mouth is still passive. It's getting a little bit more active with social media because you can actually enter that conversation and help that word of mouth carry, especially with Facebook. So there's, there's ways to sort of, I guess, punch out that word of mouth a little bit more effectively. But as you can see, it's, it's a big slice of that, almost half of that is basically based in a passive marketing capacity. Make sense? So what's in it for you? And there are prizes. They start now. It's chocolate. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Okay. And for those of you who are chocolate-holics, there's hazel, hazelnut, and white chocolate. So, no, I didn't go to dark. I know it's healthier. Ah, stop. Okay, so what's in it for you? I want you to walk away with a better understanding of what's working and what's not working and why. 
I want you to be able to ask the right questions when you're going to organise your website. I want you to be able to ask the right questions from a marketing strategy point of view. <clears throat> I want you to have a better approach to sales and marketing in your business. Most of you got into business. Like me, you're probably an expert at what you do. You probably didn't really click that you had to be an expert in marketing and sales. And don't forget that sales bit. We've already mentioned self-promotion and being able to actually put yourself out there without feeling like you're doing that too much. So it is actually a skill and it's something you can learn. Now there's lots of people who talk you through about selling, but the marketing bit's the bit that I want to talk about tonight. I want to give you the tools and templates so we're getting there. Hold your breath. It's only like another slide away. We're going to go through that. I want you to learn from everyone else in the room, so please think of the chocolate. Um, and I want to think about what you might do differently to attract your ideal customers. And that's really key. So the strategy behind this as well. And again, practice just-in-time learning. So if there's something that is really poignant for you at the moment, make sure you ask. Because, get ready, I'm going to go through a lot of stuff now, and you're going to have all these shiny new objects going to you, and you're going to, oh, I'm on Facebook, and oh, I'm on Twitter, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It's just going to be too much. So I want you to put your blinkers on and just focus on those things that are just-in-time for you. Okay. This is a little bit about my background, but I think Linda covered that in enough detail. So what tools do I need to do marketing? So this is my model and it's on your desk. I'm just going to grab a water. So if you want to pull that out just for a second. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You can be like a personal health person as well. Thank you, so if you've got that little graph out there, which is on the, on the front, this is all about the system that I use to my clients, and it is about attracting customers to your business. And it's really interesting, because we've mentioned some of these things already. What we've mentioned, and you mentioned them, not me, you mentioned things like attraction of customers. You mentioned things about being chosen, about your brand, why are people going to come to you? So you've already mentioned some of these things, so you know what they are. You've mentioned about capturing them and, and about being found and about nurturing that lead with email marketing, okay? And, and then that selling component and then, of course, the most important bit, and that's the bit for me, is to get them to come back as regular. <coughs> it's critical. It's absolutely critical. Anytime you can get a testimonial, no one can say it better than your customers can. As soon as I go into a client, the first thing I do is I ask, when was the last time you spoke to your customers? Have you done a customer survey? Can I see it? Because use their words. Don't use your words. Work out and ask this one question. Why did you choose me? That's it. And they will tell you what your value proposition is. And the funny thing is, it's often not what you think it is. But if you can get it in their words, the way that they say it, that's what you put on your website. So that's a really very easy thing to do. I'm going to show you how to do it in this talk now. <coughs> After the slide. So this is a sort of map of what we could be doing with your website as your hub. And I really do believe the website is the hub of your sales and marketing at the moment. It's like your shop front virtually. So you still need your shop front, still need you, but this is a way other people are going to find and talk about you. And all of these blocks or building blocks are around the things that we just talked about, about getting found. And you can see in very fine print 
all of the different ways that you can get found at the moment on the web. There's millions, I've only put a few up. There's ways of actually um, getting feedback from your customers, from potential, and for other people to feedback about you. So have you ever put into, this is a tip, Google Alerts. Put it in, write your name, and see what other people are talking to, saying about you, and put in your competitor. And you can set it up so that it comes once a week so that you can see what other people are saying about you. Really, really good tool. So that's worthwhile doing. Lead conversion is all about having a website that converts. I think there was only three or four of you that did this. That is, you know when you go to a website on the left hand side they say, um, you know, join my newsletter? How many of you are familiar with that? How many of you actually join the newsletter? Some of you do, but it's pretty boring, isn't it? We've moved past newsletters. I don't want one more email in my email box. I'm going to explode. My ideal heaven is to get it under 200. It really is. It's just insane. So for me to click and give you my name and email address and God forbid anything else, it has to be compelling content. And it has to be more than a newsletter. So think about that and we'll touch on that in a bit more. So it's about lead conversion. It's about providing content in many, many ways that are great to digest. You know, it's much easier for me, for example, to download an MP3 file and listen to you than it is for me to read. I just don't have the time. I can do two things at once. So provide it to me in the way that I want to have it provided. And if you don't know, which I suspect you don't know, ask your customers and see the way they wanted the content provided. My customers told me that they wanted it in many ways. So I've got YouTube, I've got pod podcasts, I've got articles, I've got blog, I've got email campaigns, I've got whole bit, but I choose and ask how they want to receive it. My client, I've got a Spark client, she asks them if they want to receive SMS confirmation, and if they don't, she beats them. It could be a differentiator. Email marketing is about nurturing that relationship over time. It takes seven interactions generally before someone will convert to like, know and trust, as long as that information is valuable, so that is worth getting that lead and nurturing it over time with email or, or whatever content strategy you choose. And then social media in my book is about building a community. It's not about spamming. It's not about you. Your website's not about you. I don't care about you. I care about me. So make it about me. That's all you have to know about social media. And don't play everywhere. Play where your customers want you to play and be valuable and you'll gain that respect back, you'll build co collaborations, you'll get to go on radio shows, it'll be, be that cool strategy that you want. Yeah? It's a great tool. I only use it to build relationships and to build um, connections that are authentic. Really, I do. And I don't just friend everyone. And I'm not trying to be mean or rude or anything. I'm actually trying to service those people really well. So that's, that's an important thing to think about. How, if you're going to dabble in this area of social media at all, you need to think about how you use it so it actually builds your brand. And it's powerful, but it's worth thinking about. The other thing is, it's no good going on all these mediums if your customers aren't there. Most of mine are in LinkedIn. I service business, small business, and service-based businesses. And often those professional services are in LinkedIn. So you need to be where your audience is as well. Make sense?
Any questions on any of that? Okay, take a breath. It's never going to get that bad again. Okay, so we're going to start with how do you then capture the leads? So this is the first um, tool that I use. Has any of you heard of it before? Two people. How many of you have heard of SurveyMonkey? Okay. So it's very similar to SurveyMonkey. The reason that I like it better than SurveyMonkey, however, is it has a couple of features. You okay if I sit down and show you now? Yes. Yes. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. <coughs> I'll just um, escape because I've loaded these on before, so it was a little bit quicker. Where are you? Here we go. So the reason that you would use something like a form generator is for a number of reasons. You might use it to build a um, survey, like we were talking about before. So if one of the first steps for you is to find out what your customers think, then you might use it in that realm. Um, you might actually use it to generate a form for your website. And the reason I love Wufu so much is that it's, um, oh, look, it's just so easy to use, but look, so is SurveyMonkey. But as an application, it's just got so many other functions built into it. It's even got Palpay. So if you actually want to create a form and sell, you can use this tool. So it's really got a lot of functionality built into it. So we'll just go into my account so I can show you how I've used it. Okay, so when you go into it, it's not like this, but this is in my form manager. And as you can see, look at this, there's... I've, I've just built a form for a new business, um, Beauty Beers Marketing, and there's two entries in here today. So let's just go into actually have a look at the form. So it's a really easy tool. If we were going to create a new form, we, we could do that, but it basically just brings up all of these editable fields. And on this side, it brings up various, um, I guess, different form fields that you can add in. So in here, if you click on that, it will just give you over here just like Word where you can go in and edit it, makes sense. Um, and it pretty much just guides you all the way through. Uh, and then you can just build the form that you need. Now, if that's a bit too techy for you and you're freaking out already, don't worry. They've got some really great already built-in forms. So let's just have a look again. Uh, let's just go have a look again so that, um, I know I have to save that one. Make it right now, I'm finished. So yeah, if you're going to use this and it was, say it was your first time, you might just go into new form. Of course, once you've got a form, you can always duplicate it. So say if you were setting up a form for, um, say that you were a business that was a, I'm just trying to think of one, I know that there was someone that was doing yoga, is that person here? Yeah, okay, so yoga on your side, I went and had a look at it, it's really great fantastic branding and everything, but there's no call to action on it, so I don't know how to engage with you. Do you have Google Analytics on your site at all? Not yet. Okay, how many of you got Google Analytics? Okay, I might even show you how to do that, because that's just critical. Because you don't even know who's coming to your site. So Google Analytics is a little tiny piece of software you can add to your site. This site is, this Google tool, Google Analytics, is a piece of software that Google has produced. It's free. You can go on there, there's a video on my site on how to do it. So there's how-tos on my site so you can actually see the step-by-step -step of how to actually put it on your site. But just before I go on, how many of you have a website that is a content management system? 
Okay, so a content management system means you can get into the back end and edit it. Okay, so if you don't, then we can talk about that. If you've got a web developer or someone you're working with, you can ask them to put this piece of code on. What it does is it tells you a lot about people who are coming. First of all, you know how many are coming. So you know if your site's working. So that's a really critical thing to do, is to actually know who's coming. And then once you tweak that more and more and more, you can find out um, you know, more about the demographics of who they are as well. So that's worth doing. But let's say that you're new and a novice to WooFoo. You would go into this section here, and you could just um, fill it out from here, or many of you might go into this gallery and say, look, I just want to use a template. I, I, this is just all a bit too hard. So in here, they've got lots and lots of templates that you can just choose. So you want a survey, you go into here. Um, you know, so there's lots of things. Say you just wanted a template contact form um, on your website or in your email or as a link or in your blog. So, so think about this as a form creation tool. And the really nice thing about this is you just... You just say, okay, yes, that's, that's all I need. I really only want a message and my email address. You click to customise, and there's lots of things I could show you about how to brand it and whatever. Um, but basically all you really need to know is that form comes into this piece of software and then you can customise the headings as you want. So you can ask whatever you want in here. Um, and so I would go in here, instead of, say, message, I might say, for example, yoga soup. I might say... Um, you know, free trial trial class, you know, every Wednesday, for example. Um, and I'll probably make that a little small, you know, and, and, and that's really a title, so I'll probably have that up there. But then I might have add a field and just say, okay, I need to have your name, and it will just add it in. I need to have your email address. Um, in here I might have you know, something else, whatever you need to have in there. Um, uh, let's just cut that out. Get it. Cut. Up here we would have, on the name of the form, you know, free child class. You get rid of that. You don't really need it. And and then you would have a form, okay? So we're just going to say free child class every Wednesday. They put their email, their name. Sorry, the email address down here we would change, maybe say to phone, phone number. And there you go, there's your form. So that form then is great, but then how do I put that on my website? So if you've got a content management system, it's pretty easy from here. If you don't, that's when you, you sort of fall apart. You have a little cry in the corner. <laughs> no, no, you don't do that. I'm just joking. So what you do is you call me. No. <laughs> what you do is you... Um, no, that's just a little bit of humour. No, what you do is you would... Perhaps suggest this tool to the web designer, or they might actually create a tool. But for small business, you know, you might pay two, three hundred dollars for this sort of form being on your site, and you could probably do it in ten minutes. And WooFoo is free up to three users, so it just takes a little bit of practice. And they've got such fantastic tools to step you by through through these things. And in fact, all the tools I'm using tonight really do have videos that walk you through how to do this. So it's not that hard. Um, so we've just created this. We go into this little section here and it gives us a tiny piece of code. That's a little piece of code that you need to put on your website or in your email. And you know what the thing is? I did this with a spa client because I do a lot in the beauty industry. And she was, and actually I did it with financial broker as well. 
She was sending out an email about, the broker was sending out an email about interest rates. This was database, which is good. She was sending something out. But she added a form from here that asked them some specific questions that she could answer for their particular scenario. So instead of them having to just email back and she really didn't have any much, much more information, she could qualify them before she saw them and shortcut that process. And all it was is a tiny little link in her email. It didn't have to be a big form. It's just a link, click here on my form. And it brought up the form. This, this comes hosted, so it doesn't close anything. It just brings up the form. And she could actually qualify and get some really great information. So similarly, that form that you filled out, some of you, for this, that was that. So that I could actually find out, well, a little bit about you before I met you. So it's a really powerful tool to use. Um, so you just grab this form, say for example, you, want, you can have many options here, you could embed it into a website, you could copy the whole code, you can have it as a pop-up link, um, and you could do it by email, you could choose that. That's simple, it's so simple. But this is actually to the client that you know really, that will open your link, because if someone will send you, you know, click here, you'll just delete it. Yeah, so that comes back to in terms of email marketing and it needs to be permission-based email marketing, not spamming. That's, you're just going to guarantee yourself being. So I'll give you an idea of this one here in terms of they actually show you what it looks like. So once you get a little bit savvy and perhaps you've just gone from a basic contact form and maybe you've done then a survey and then maybe you've moved on to some more technical forms, what you can then do is start branding them. And that means you can put your logo on it and all of a sudden it starts to look a little bit switch and looks like that you know what you're talking about. And it's so easy, it's just importing an image and using some quick little editing tools. So, you know, that's something that every single one of you should have on your website and most of you don't. So you could just say to me, Dan, well, you know, what am I going to do? You just told me not to do a newsletter. So what do I put? How do I capture these, these leads that I'm going to nurture over time? Anyone got any ideas of good things that people could download and that are worth putting up your email? Anyone downloaded anything or anyone subscribed to someone's site recently because it was a good offer, a valuable offer? I have a couple of ebooks, but I'm going to stop doing it because there's never anything of any value in any of them. <laughs> <laughs> ebooks are just so, there's so many of them, isn't there? And they don't actually ever say anything. Yeah. So that's not probably. You know, the one you want to put on your site necessarily. Um, discount offers. Sometimes they get pulled in there. Coupons. I mean, yeah, who's gone for the coupon site? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, be careful. Um, if it's your brand, though, because you're really just buying business and it can be very costly if you don't have that follow-up whole strategy. But yes, they use all of that. Look, I'll give you some perfect examples. I've, I've had um, an offer for an osteo I was working with called Back on Track. And so what we did is we used one of these forms, probably just bring it up, why don't I do that, it's probably easier. Um, and we used one of these forms on his site and back on track, let me see if I can just pull it up because it might be useful to just see. And we used one of these forms that pops up on his site and blacks everything else out and pushes the form at the front. And the form's a really compelling offer. It's a little bit small here, but um, what it is, is it's an offer to new clients. Now, he only does this to new, so if they've come on and used it three or four times, obviously it doesn't. But, you know, do you want a free message? Hello. A lot of people are going to go see Bowen's tomorrow. And once they've got that, that new lead, and this is a relatively new business, so he will change his strategy, but then there's an opportunity then to get 
get to know them, like them, build a relationship, know more about their services, and obviously there needs to be a return on that investment. But this is working for him. And the reason I know it's working for him is I get a copy of all the emails that come through. He's getting two or three people every day. So you can see how he's slowly, one, building a list, but two, he's actually getting people to his business address through this. So then the receptionist, Vicky, will ring up and say, oh, I noticed that you booked in for a massage. Can I just ask anything about your condition? And now, instead of sitting in the waiting room and filling out that form, you know, the form, it's online. Just fill it in now. Don't do it. Take the pain away. I don't want any more pain. Instead of doing perhaps this form after this talk, we could do it offline. Now, yeah, you might lose some in translation, but what a nice feeling to get out of here at 8.30. You see what I mean? So there's things that you can do to make your customer's life better by using this sort of technology. One is a lead gen and one is research. Does that make sense? Look, some people don't like it, but it's and, it, and it's horses for courses. But for this particular client, it's working really well. They're just doing it organically. Yeah, yeah, they're just doing it organically. Yeah. So there's lots of. Um, I just wanted to show you one other thing that I used this for for an entrepreneur um, last month. This girl was um, developing a business, we're going to call it Concept A, but basically what it was, was a business about um, online shopping for groceries and actually putting the, the concept of the meal in the shopping trolley with the recipe. And she was just trying to test the market, so we went out, this cost us 150 bucks to do. It was so cost effective. Um, and basically what we could tell is we could tell a lot about how many people liked it, hated it, thought it was a good idea. We got lots of feedback about what they wanted and what they didn't like, so that was really good for her to follow up. We could find out about what benefits mattered most to them and we could ask lots of questions. We could find out where they currently shopped. I mean, this is just invaluable information. Um, and so we could find out where they went to do their shopping now online or whether they did that or not. We could find out about whether they liked shopping or hated it. So what was the propensity for them to actually use this tool in the first place? So you can see lots and lots and lots of information that she could collect and then harness that information to move her business to the next level. Very, very affordable. Go for it. I work with lots of firms and business and they're always conducting surveys and actually the hardest part they find is getting people to complete the survey. Yes. So, one of our strategy I use? Yes. Got to have an offer. I just did this for New Newbrick. I, I just get so many. I'm, my rate, you know, if you get somewhere between 3 and I say 5% return, <coughs> you're doing well, I'm getting somewhere between 50 and 30% return rate. The reason is, I give them something. And I've tried chocolate, that doesn't work so well. Movie passes work fantastically. You don't have to give them to everyone. First 10, double movie pass, village gold pass. I'm telling you, if that comes in your email box at the right time, best time to sell Send email weekends. No one's got time during work week. Depending on the audience, but if you send it Friday night towards the weekend, you're going to get a better hit rate as well. So the incentive and the time of day you send it makes a big impact. So think about what your target market you're sending to would want, and then put some of that in there. Because imagine if you had to pay for this research. The other thing is, I don't just do online research. We would actually follow that up with focus groups. But it's a starting point to test an idea. 
So you can see the powerfulness of this tool, and especially in small businesses. And I'm, I'm just thinking of your business. I've forgotten your name. Anne. No. Yeah. Elle. Elle. Yeah. And so Elle's got a business. She's just starting it. Um, to test the idea with the target market that you have could be really good. How do you reach them? Maybe on Facebook. You know, so you need to think about the medium that you use, but this could be really effective. Any questions on that tool? Because I want to get to the next one. Okay. Yes. So this is assuming you already have a customer database to send. When like, well, we... so you're back on track, how did people find out who was doing so? Who giving giving our massages and such? Good, good question. So there's a couple of types of search. There's in Google, you can have a search where you pay per click, which is a pay. Um, you, you buy some keywords that are related to your field, and you pay every time someone clicks on your ad that has those words in it. So that's called paid search. You can do that a number of ways. You can have ads, you can have AdWords, there's lots of ways to do that. But often for small businesses, it seems to be a bit hard. And if you're in a really competitive area, it's hard to get those key words. So for me, to pay for marketing or marketing guru or marketing consultant, I'll be paying through the nose. So I don't do that. I use organic search. So what is organic search? It's this content strategy of putting my name out there and creating links back to my site or just web pages about me with relevant content so that people find me. Now, I still need to make sure that in that content, I have captured headings that people would search for to think like a customer. Don't talk about you, talk about the problem. Ten great ways to improve your website. I just did one the other day, yesterday, about beauty, um, about a really great way a salon was using websites. So I did it, and then I submitted it to search engines and directories where those people are. So they found me. And then I said, come talk to me, I want to use your article. So there's a way of pulling people to you as well, and that's a content strategy. Make sense? But somebody just, I'll come back to you, but somebody just asked, if you just asked me, how did we do that survey just then? Do you know what I did? I went to LinkedIn and I went onto the groups where I am visible with mums and I went to them and said, I've got a young entrepreneur and I already had a relationship with these people. I've got a young entrepreneur. I've really appreciated you spent five minutes just helping us test this concept. Unbelievable response. So... You know, use the network. Sometimes, if you if you put if you've done all the giving and deposited in that bank account, it's amazing when you need it where they'll be. So I just leverage the network to answer that question. So if you don't have a database, there's other ways to get to your target market. Make sense? Can I just ask you about LinkedIn sure. again and how? Like, I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't think I know how to make it work for me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you have talked about your groups. So LinkedIn probably a whole subject by itself, but just in a nutshell, what you need to do firstly is go in and set up a profile, and if you've done that, that's step one. Make sure when you're setting up your profile that you go in and put your links. So go in and put your website, go in and put your company name. Then if you're trying to actually link to other groups, it's more difficult. It is more difficult. What you need to do, and it's like Facebook, you, know, you can't really get to anyone unless you've got a personal relationship with them. So build the personal relationships and through that you'll find them. So that's the way that you do it as starting. You can join groups, but you know what? A group's only worth joining if it's actually the target market of your group. So for example, I'm working with a, this financial broker. So for her, the target markets of her groups are everyone in this area. So really, is LinkedIn the right 
grief for her? Probably not. It's not really. You know, if she was in financial services for a company level, maybe she's in recruiting, you better get your ass on there straight because that's where they're getting people. That You'll find the people that are on LinkedIn are marketers and HR recruiting people big time. Yeah? So yeah, sort of, I sort of use it as like a, um, a colleague sort of thing. I don't, I don't, I've never thought of it as a way to generate business. So the groups that I'm involved in are with my peers so that I can ask questions and yeah. give advice and get advice and spar ideas off each other, things like that. Yeah, so it's a collaboration hub, absolutely. But I generate a lot of business out of LinkedIn and it's only because of my profile. So when you start your profile, you do your website and that sort of thing. Then underneath that first little niche of that profile, um, then you can put some more information in. So let me just do this because this is um, probably easier. We'll be having a lot more about LinkedIn through May. Yeah, so as well. yeah, so I want but basically you just fill in your information and, and then underneath that first profile, there's lots of little it's like Facebook. Unless you know where you're going, it's so hard to navigate. But you'll find that there's some little buttons that say add. Make sure you go into those things. You can put in things like articles you've written on your site. You can put in things like testimonials. You can put in things to really embellish your profile so that you are found for what you do. So that's one of the things that you can do. I think being able to answer questions on LinkedIn, so go to the answering question form in the area that you're an expert and start contributing is a way that you get found too. So there's things you can do there, but as Luke said, it's probably outside the scope of this, so let's move to the next area. Today it was announced there's 2 million Australians on LinkedIn. There's 100, 100 million worldwide. So there you go. So if your business relies on those, that sort of level of engagement, if you're a consultant, you need to be there. If, if, if you're HR, you need to be there. But if you're a small, medium enterprise, Probably not exactly the right form for you. So as I said at the start, choose a medium that you engage in because it's so time consuming. So we've got time to do everything. So the next section is lead nurture. So the first section was about capturing and providing content. And we only touched on a few things, and that was that form up the front. Other things that I've seen are fantastic are calculators. So my accountant's got a really good calculator that she has. Other people have had things like text for baby massage if they're in there. A video, what I have on mine is I download, you can download a video, you can download my application of 70 apps for small businesses. So there's things that, that are actually worth giving over your email for. You need to think about your business and what is a fair trade? What is something that you're willing to give away to educate your audience and help them make better decisions? Does that make sense? So my husband's an architect. So we were sitting on what would we give them? I don't know, I don't know. You know what? Everyone is thinking about renovating or building. Are thinking about what they need before they go to see an architect, but they don't know. So he's got a checklist. Doesn't matter if you don't use him, you can use the checklist. And things to consider, you know, plans from council, how do you want to work with the architect? All of these sorts of questions that help you almost in your mind decide the sort of relationship you have and why you're choosing an architect in the first place. And in the process, he's educating them about the process. So think about what that means for you. And that can be one of the best lead generation tools. In fact, Mark, Mark's busy. He just uses that. He's in an lead. So if it's a really compelling one, the, the option is if you don't, every single person that comes to your website spends somewhere between 3 and 18 seconds. And if you've got Google Analytics, it'll tell you. My average is about two and a half minutes. 
and it's probably about four pages, which is pretty good. Um, but the reason that they stay a little longer is that content's relevant, and if you don't have a form, you're not quite ready, but they sort of are interested, and you don't have a compelling thing, you've lost them. You never get the chance to talk to them again. That's like flushing money down the drain. So really think about that lead capture. So then once you've got them, what are you going to do? You're going to nurture them. Now somebody mentioned mass marketing or emailing. Who was that? Someone was asking about emailing. Yeah. I don't do any mass marketing at all. You have to opt in. And even if you opt in, I have different streams. So if you're interested in a certain thing, I don't push you down every funnel that I have. Because that's just like spamming. So email marketing, if it's done well, is a fantastic resource. And over time, you will win customers. I don't do any advertising. I do nothing. I'm totally capacity. I've three businesses. I've got five staff. And it's all through this nurturing of the customers that I do have. So it's a powerful technique, but it's time consuming. You need to have content that's relevant. So don't go down this path if you're just going to create a newsletter. Because they're just not going to read it. Okay? Before you even invest in an email content capture database software app, you should map out the strategy of what you're actually going to say. Because then you're ready to go. Yeah? So don't even look at it until you're ready to say, yeah, I can do this consistently and I've actually got something of value to offer. Does that make sense? Because otherwise you won't, if I've got clients who just don't even use the one that they've got, so I'm not going to build them another one. Okay? So there's two that I use. I'm not going to go into these in detail because I want to get through a few more. One's called Zoho. Anyone heard of Zoho before? Okay. There's another one called Aweber. Aweber is an autoresponder. Let me explain the difference. Zoho has lots and lots of applications in it. It can do invoicing. It can do time giving. It can do email. It can do lots of stuff. If you set up one account in Zoho, which is free, all the things I'm showing you is free. They use a freedom model. Do you know what that is? Start with the free, I love it so much, you'll buy the next upgrade, yeah? And it works off with everything else. So, I love Zoho. The reason I love Zoho is it's got a lot of application for me to be able to track in it. It's very easy to use. Um, I've got a um, how-to video on my website, so I'm not going to run through that one today, but it's a good application, okay? So, it's basically just, it can import all your emails, you can create some newsletters, so to speak, and you can email to them. Now, when you email through this tool, though, you do have to buy a licence, which is a cost, once you're sending more than 250 emails, which matters or whatever. If you're just sending the odd email, then there's no cost. So that's one tool, okay? At a time, we're in October. At a time. Yeah. You can sit there and think like that if you want to do it. I've got better things to do. Aweber is again, as I said, a continual series of emails that you nurture at a time. So that if you signed up for my simple marketing system, you would get all of this intellectual property. Okay? So week one, I would say, how do you identify your target market? Here is my template. Here's how you do it. Week two, it might be, how do I actually decide what the value is that you give to your customers? Here's a template to help you walk you through. And so I started doing that template, and I asked them, you know what? I didn't use a template. So now it's video based. So I'm showing them and walking them through. See, asking again about how they want to receive the content is really important and checking that analytics. This one's a little bit more expensive actually. This one's about $19 a month. 
So I'm going to break it down. I've got millions of these. So um, some of you might... Let me just have a quick look here and I'll get rid of that. Um, this is my small business apps document. Afterwards, if you'd like a copy, all you need to do is have a look at the back form of this or give me a business card and let me know and I'm happy to send it. But I think on the last page of this little booklet it says, do you want the apps ticket and give it to me if you know. <coughs> This one's going to open. Okay, so just have a look here. This is my apps tool. So in here, um, I think similar to Chloe, who's sort of into internet marketing, I was really interested just here that you've got like a list of tools that you use, and this is the same sort of thing. So I've made a list of all the tools that I use, and and the ones that I'm showing you tonight are the ones I'm invested in, but. A lot of tools are equally as good out there. So, you know, you could do something like MailChimp. Any of you heard of that? That's brilliant. So good. Love, love MailChimp. It's, good. it's a good solution. Really good. AWeb is the one I talked about. Emma is another one. Um, Letter Genie is a few clients use that. Um, and so there's more. Tiny Letter is, is just a simple little email. So if you're a one-man show and you just try and this out, please look at that. Um, so there's lots. Um, hopefully that'll help you. Wufu is um, one of the survey tools, but again, SurveyMonkey is another one, or Formstack, if you haven't heard of that. So there's lots and lots of applications. Um, CRM is a little bit different to emailing. That's actually where you have your database. How many of you have got a database of customers? Okay, how many have got it in an Excel spreadsheet? Thank God. If you've got an Excel spreadsheet, that's great, if you've got nothing else, because at least you can export it to somewhere else. If you don't, one of the key things you need to do is have a database. So how many hasn't got, haven't got a database at all? Okay, so if you don't, simple thing, this is my big tip, create an Excel spreadsheet. Up the top, put all the fields like name, first name, name, company, email, blah, 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 just keep it there and start adding. Because if you ever invest in a CRM tool, you can import all of that information in. You can do it if you've got Outlook contacts as well, but I really encourage you to put it in an Excel spreadsheet. So I'll, I'll just put a tip in there. If you're yeah. going to do it, just, uh, when you put in the address, don't put in like, my address 13 Blake Street, but because you want to be able to separate 13 Blake Street from the core field. So you've got to be very careful not to put the whole thing in one cell. So you've got to think your first name sh should be in a separate cell to the surname. Yeah. All right? And if you don't, otherwise, yes. you can't fill around for later and you'll be doing all this cleaning or dropping nuts. So make sure whatever needs to be separated or what we unit. Cool. So I wanted to move on, and I haven't gone into email marketing in terms of the ins and outs of it, but again, go on my website, go to the free stuff, and in there you'll see a big how to, click on that, and it'll take you through a little five minute video of how to do that. So you can do that in your own time. I want to talk about attraction marketing now. So attraction marketing, I touched on at the start, which is about pulling people to you as opposed to push marketing, which is interrupting you with ads and Flies, you know, everyone gets those flies in the mail and just chuck them in the bin and you've got that sticker. <laughs> but then I'm still a little bit curious. Um, so this is about attracting people to your business. So how do you do that? And I think that the way that you need to do that is you need to have a website that isn't a flat brochure. A flat brochure website is a generation one website. So it's me, like a business card, just a little bit about me, a couple of pages. That's not doing anything for you. Remember that map that this is in the hub? So you need to have something that draws people to you. And often that means a content strategy. So if you're going to build a website, 
Or if you're going to go to level two or conversion two of your website, make sure you've got a system that will allow you to create that hub. WordPress is one that I love. It's a little bit complicated for the novice, but it's, it's pretty easy to use um, after you get the hang of it. And again, I've got a little video. Weebly for the novice. Okay, so there's another one. I think the key thing is with these things is you need to really think about how that's going to integrate so that you haven't got something over here, an email marketing thing, and then you've got a survey form over here, and then over here you've got your database. So I'm going to talk about something that integrates that at the end that I've found that's really good. So I have my blog on WordPress. Um, again, I've got a call to action straight front and centre. I create a lot of content on there. I've got it categorised um, and I'm found because of that content. My blog has 2,500 hits a month. My website probably has an eighth of that without any paid anything. Now, of that 2,500, you know, I'm probably catching about five or six leads a week. Can I service all those? No. Can I nurture them? Absolutely. Can I qualify them? Yes, because I've asked a couple of questions. So a lot of people might say when you go to a website, make sure you've got your phone number up the top, bold and big. No, I don't want that. I don't want them to call me. I want to qualify and see if they're the right customer for me. Then I'll call them because that's an attraction strategy. See the difference? Now it depends. If you're not getting all the leads, sure, have it up front and centre. But I've got too many leads, so I'm trying to push them through a funnel. So think about the strategy of what you use. But the, the key here, have a site that you can update. If you can't update it, you can't add content, you can't be the expert, you can't build your brand. Now, if you're outsourcing that content to someone else, that's fine. But most small businesses are creating it themselves. Make sense? Other option is something like CityMax that I use. There's lots of web content creations, DIYs. So um, you can just Google DIY content management systems, you'll come up with heaps of them. There's a really, really nice one. I don't think I've got it on here. Um, that the government have just put out, get online, just search that, it comes up with a free one that they've just put out with Yahoo. Easy, I'll just, uh, um, personal trainers just sitting up hers in the next two hours, she told me. You know, it's a starting point, but again, it's not going to be an integrated hub, that's a first generation one pager. Yeah? Um, so that just got syndicated into 
um, you know, a couple of other article, um, I think Fine Solo did something, Australian Business Network did something on it this week. So it's about having a content strategy, and if it's going to be you, you know what I would do? I would just sit down and say, what are 10 articles that are really great content for my audience, and write those. So you've got one a month, almost. Right, 12. If you don't know what to write about, start your Google Alerts and see what else is out there. Keep your finger on the pulse. Go to audible.com, and if you go to audible.com, you can, for $4 a month, subscribe to books. Fantastic. And listen to books and listen to what's out there. Go to All Tops blogs and subscribe to some blogs so in your industry as well and see what's being written. But I, so there's two. All Top. All Top is um, a directory for blogs. And the other one is Audible. A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com. Audible's fantastic because it's basically the book read for you, but it's really current books. So if you want to listen to Seth Godin, who's a bit of a, a Martin guru, you can. Um, there's lots of management business stuff on there. And I just listen to it while I'm you know, waiting for the train, doing whatever I'm doing. Um, mostly at night, 11 o'clock, in my ear. So that's a really fast way of upskilling yourself. But it's also a way of creating content because you don't want to use that. But with all these ideas around the business, something's missed and you grab that bit and go for that. The other way you can create content is to actually think about your customers' pain points and write about that. So the biggest pain point that I often have asked is about the website and what to actually put on there. So I just did, a, did one on what you actually should have on your website or what makes a really good website. So think about yoga. You know, I think one of the best yoga teachers that I ever had was actually explain what the body was doing by doing the exercises and how that actually helped healing. And that was, that was really interesting and something that no one else had spoke about. And so that gave me an actual added value to go into her class. So that might help you out. Yeah, if you're not actually good at writing articles, you can kind of write that, think about the idea of the article and then you just pay someone else to write it for you. You can do that. I wouldn't. And this is why I wouldn't do it. It's not you. And what you're trying to do as small businesses, whether you like it or not, your brand's out there. And your brand is only ever as good as you are. So I never do that. I might gather the information from all these sites, but it's me, because you're paying for me my point of view, my take on it. And if I'm going to be someone else, I might as well be anyone else. So it's really, really critical that you stick with your brand. So I, I, I think that's worthwhile in terms of gathering the data, doing a little mud map, they're talking about this, they're talking about that, I can use this, I can use that, no, I do do that. But it's still my point of view, and I think that's pretty good. So, um, search engine optimization, a few people mentioned that. I mentioned Google Analytics, so that's a no-brainer. Um, and again, my how-to show you how to do that. There's lots of how-tos, just Google it, it'll show you. Have that there, fill it in, you'll get it up. The other thing is Website Creator, and I love HubSpot. HubSpot is a fantastic resource for small businesses. There's so many tools on there. How many have heard of HubSpot? If you're in internet marketing. <laughs> okay, so HubSpot's a great resource. Um, if you go in here and use the website grader, just put in your URL. I was going to do one now, but we're running out of time. So put in your URL. You can put in your competitor's URL. And it'll actually give you a little, um, I guess, a little report on how you're going and what's missing. And you'll be so surprised. Sometimes you'll think, well, there's no header. People can't find me. I went to a lot of your websites. And you might just have, you know, the name of your business, but you don't have that tag so that, you, you know, if you go into me, it'll have after business marketing, business marketing consulting. 
That is so important because when you're searching, you're not searching for McKinnis Marketing unless you know me. You're searching for that descriptor. That descriptor shouldn't be homepage. So if you go in and it says your site and homepage, you've got a bit of work to do. You've got to change that descriptor to what your customers are searching for. So this tool will tell you that, yeah? So it's cheap, easy, very practical way of improving your SEO. Productivity. Really come up, but I think this is a good one. So how many of you do your own invoicing? Estimating? How many of you have staff? Okay, I love, 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 love FreshBooks. I love them so much. I love them so much that I wrote to the um, CEO, Steve, and I said, Steve, you've changed my life. I can now estimate in five minutes. All of my staff are on this time sheet system. I can see in two minutes whether I'm profitable or not. I can see how to estimate in three minutes. It's just absolutely changed my world. I used to spend three or four days on quoting, estimating, timesheeting, paying invoices. I, pay, I spend about half an hour a month. So think about the productivity of that. It is an awesome tool. We have fantastic technology in being able to show you how to use the tools. And it's made for small business. I pay $19 a month. It's probably saving me $400. It's called FreshBooks.com. Fresh books. It's not like like N Y B O. What is it? It's not that. That's what your account might want. You can export from this and give it to your account. This is for you as a small business to be able to send out invoices branded. Okay. To be able to send out things that actually look professional and create quote templates and things in a snap. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. So that's worth having. The other thing that's worth having. How many people have heard of Dropbox? Hooray! Love Dropbox. Oh, let me explain what that is. Maybe five years ago, maybe three years ago. If you're a company and you had all of this stuff you wanted to share across computers, you'd have something like a file server that was you know, sitting on the server that you could share. And you probably would have spent somewhere around $100,000 to maintain it and have the integrity. Dropbox does the same and it's free. So Dropbox is awesome for having something in the cloud that you can share with your customers files that they can see. It's fantastic if you've got big files. So if you're a graphic artist, I use it with all my clients. As soon as they start with me, I set up a Dropbox. I put in invoicing, estimating, worksheets, everything. It's all automated. I don't have to touch it. It's absolute God's energy. You know what? Most of them have taken it on as soon as they've met me as well. Oh my God, this is so fantastic. Best cost-effective tool that I've come across this year. Other ones are called Box. There's a few of them. But if you've got file servers online, this will be up number one, I reckon. Again, cute little video shows you how to use it. Very easy. Very easy to invite other people. Totally secure. You only share it with people you invite. You've got a team, you can invite them. Free until you get up to a certain number of gig. And I don't know how many gig I've got, but I've got a lot of gig. Yeah, I use, um, I use Dropbox on, on, with iPhones. If you've got all your stuff on your computer, you put your Dropbox on your phone. So basically, when you're carrying your iPhone, you're carrying your entire, you know, all your client folders. And if your client says, oh, you know, tell me what my password is for this, bang, 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 you go and it's all there. And if, if you want it, then you can email from there and then, you know, they can put it off straight there. So it's just, you know, it's so cool. I've got it on, I've got it on my phone as well. I might just put it on my phone. Oh, it's a bit lucky in that phone. It's well, yeah, that's frightening me a little bit. Okay, so that's a really good one. The other one that you haven't heard of is you haven't Skype. So Skype's really good as well, so free teleconferencing. I use Join Me as well. So if you want to share screen, so if some of you are doing consulting or over the web stuff, 
join me really good. If you want to do screen capture of images, how many of you have got a copy of your logos of JPEG? JPEG means like an image of raw image, a high resolution image. Some of you have. If you haven't gone get it off your graphic designer, you need it. You need it for all of these tools to customise it. So go and ask them, Dan said I've got to go and get a JPEG, give me my JPEG, drop it in my Dropbox. I'm using the technology. <laughs> okay, so you're going to do that. Um, what was I talking to you about that? Okay, so say you're going to start creating content, you come out of this and you think, oh, you know, I'm going to set my website or blog or whatever, I'm going to do some stuff. The thing becomes content, then it becomes images. And images can cost. Okay, so you have to be very careful about what you take, but you can use something like snagit.com. It's a gene tool, love gene. It's um, Techno Smith, it's in my list, so just email me and say, Dan, I want your list of application. So what it is, it's a sharing tool. It has a little thing, you bring it across your plan, you circle what you want in content or image, you copy it, you crop it, you save it as a JPEG, bang. There you have images that you can use in your website, in your blog, in your whatever. Now you have to be careful, you can't copy, it's, you know, you have to be careful you don't copy things. You shouldn't be copying, you need to be careful about that. You can get images from iStock. There's another one that a girl sent me yesterday. Dreams Times is another one. So about imagery and stock um, are important if you're going to create content. Okay, we've got three minutes, but I can do social media really, really fast. You ready? Okay, it's okay. Oh, they won't. <laughs> okay, I've said it before, 86% of us are searching online. We're searching online and we're getting reviews. Somebody said before about word of mouth. Very, very true. You want to see what's being said about you. You want to see if you're being spammed and people are saying, especially if you're in retail, anyone in retail? Okay, anyone who's got products in retail, you want to go onto word of mouth sites and try and get some reviews there and encourage that as well. So you're controlling it, but you're not planting it, you're just controlling and asking for that review, especially if they had a good experience while on you. So that makes sense. So... So if this is the stats, we better get on board. This is what I'm currently doing and where I play River, as I said before. And that map that I showed you, how your webs you intersect. Um, you need to work out what are these things doing. There is no point in investing in these technologies unless they're actually capturing someone you're going to sell to or collaborate with. Yeah? So if that's the case, you need to know if they're working. If you need to know if they're actually working for you, you need to collate this. So I was like really amazed, my God. Well, I'm touching this many people, and this is actually, God, I need to update it. You know, I'm probably touching 30,000 people a month now, easily. I just went and looked at my podcast, it was downloaded 4,000 times this month. 4,000 times. Absolutely unbelievable. And it's just me, talking like this. <laughs> But now, people are listening to it, so I've got new people coming on. I've got Lee Hopkins, who's a social media expert, who's going to be on my site. So I've got people from Eden coming on. So do you see what I mean? It just, that's how you build your personal brand. Work out where you're going to be, have something of really high content value, understand your customers and their pain points, and go there as the expert. You just choose where you want to play. Make sense? So where do you play? You can play in a blog, you can play in a podcast, you can play in a video. Just, you know, if you've got a Mac or if you haven't, you can, you know, you can take your image now and just do it. You can, you can go on YouTube and it will actually have a camera pointed at you. It's so easy. And people will forgive the quality of the image if the content is good. Okay? So think about that. 
photos now, Flickr, there's lots and lots of sites to share. Make sure you put in a tag that it is you. So if you want a really good photo, this is a tip. If you want a really good photo that's five years old of you on the site, yes, I did have dark hair. It was 35 then. That's the photo I want them to use. So I put that one up with my name tagged on it. So every time someone's searching for me, they get that photo. You see what I mean? So it's easy to actually control the image library as well. Um, presentations, you can go on places like SlideShare. Awesome. Anytime you're going to do anything, check on SlideShare to see if it's there. You can go to places to download ebooks. There's actually a site with ebooks on it. So if you actually can't bother reading something, it's going to take too long to go to ebooks. But I go to Audible every time I go to ebooks. And podcasts as well. Go into iTunes, look for podcasts in your area, download them to your device. Listen to me in the car, fastest way to get on top of a certain area of content. And use places. We haven't touched on that much today, but there's a couple of tools that I just want to touch on quickly. There's some sites doing it well, but let's just touch on this and then I might hand off these questions. Um, there's some great tools for PR, and I don't want to downplay the role of a PR agent. I think that they do an awesome job in actually making sure that your brand is controlled. But now, if you know you, you are your brand <coughs> as a small business, there's some tools that you can get your word out there. So let's just say, for example, you did a post on how to get the most out of the yoga exercise, for example. And you wrote you know, 10 things that did for your body. And then you submitted it to PR Wire. And you actually went into the category of health and wellbeing. And then you went into Australia, and then you went into certain suburbs. I think our wire only actually goes down to state. That thing is submitted on the wire, on the wire means on the internet, to anyone who's searching about that problem. And it will be picked up. So you can actually control some of the media letters that you send out there if it's newsworthy. There's other things like article submission. So you can go to e-zine, it's an easy article. Just search, article submission, you'll be amazed. There's an article submission site for absolutely everything, I promise you. So article submission is the same thing, but it's going to article sites. PR is actually going out on the wire to anyone. Okay, there's another one called HARO. It's actually for journalists. HARO, H-A-R-O.com. All the journalists will use that, get on that. You can submit a story to a journalist actually asking or requesting for that. How easy is it? Very easy. Pitch rate's another one. So I think I've gone through most of these. Source bottle's really good if you've got a, um, a retail store and you let's just say you've got a little sample, you might put it on source bottle as a special promotion <coughs> to get the word out there and then you know that then generates a PR. Really good for that sort of thing. Um, now I know we're possibly coming to the end of this. Um, there's lots of collaboration tools. I really like this one here, Issues, and how you say it. That's got some awesome publications and great, great white papers and research. Really, really love this one. Um, if you're looking for freelancers, I just got a logo designed for $5. It's Fiverr.com. Fiverr.com is based on the philosophy of there's a lot of freelancers out there. And some of them just want to give you a little bit of a taste for a tiny cost because they know you might just use them again. So I just did a logo and, and they turned around in a day or two, it cost me five dollars. But you know what? I'm gonna use them again. They know it. In fact I employed my IT resource on Fiverr.com. So no. It's a really good way to ways to do some things. Great resource, copywriting, everything, you know, you can search just about everything now. 
Um, last thing I wanted to do. So I talked about Ding in terms of I talked about Ding in terms of screen capture. The other thing you can use for Ding is actually to record your screen and make a five-minute video, which is what I did in that how-to tool. It's free. It's my screen, me talking over it. This is how you do it, moving my mouse around. Who says you can't make how-to videos? Very, very affordable. TweetDeck and, and some of these other social media tools are ways for you to aggregate and get a dashboard of what's going on. Um, the, the one I like, actually, I don't even think it's in there, is called Sprout Social. So if you're in social media and you're using a couple of platforms, which I probably don't think this audience is, but maybe I'm wrong. If you want to have one screen that has your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your Twitter account, your blog, in one screen so you can see who's following you, what the makeup of your audience is, really good one to try and have a look at. It's called, yeah, same as Hootsuite, exactly the same as Hootsuite. And then this screen capture you were saying into a how-to video. Yeah. Screen capture. Yeah, it's called. It's in this, so I'm happy. To, it's called Jing. This one here, Jing. Yeah. Okay, so if you want, I mean, there's more. Look, I've gone forever about video creation, and you know, I've even used SitePal, which is that one you saw. I actually did the voiceover, pulled it into an animated image. And then made it talk on my screen and actually taught people how to do it. You know, it's free. It's just a bit of imagination. So, a nice how to tool. Site Cal, that one's called. Um, okay. So, as you can see, there's lots more. So, let's just go back to the last couple of slides and I just want to leave you a little bit refreshed to ask a question if you want. So, I just wanted to finish on a couple of slides. <laughs> A lot of you ask me how to attract leads to your business. Have a great website. Have a website strategy that is based on a sales and marketing engine. The strategy is important. You can have all the tools you want. You can plan this out. Talk to the customer's pain point. Have a call to action. Don't talk about you. They do want to see about you on their bad ass page. So if you are going to talk about you, don't talk at a company level. We're small business. Talk about you. Talk about your values. Talk about how you're different. Talk about your story. Engage them. It is one of the most Google's um, places the about us page. Okay. Um, great content converts faster than Google AdWords. I'm testament to it. Spent no dollars on Google AdWords. Actually, I've just put an ad on Facebook, but that's really targeted. So um, there is a way to do it without spending a lot of money. If you're in a niche, Google AdWords can work a treat. If you're not, and competing with lots of people with the same keywords may not work so well. Um, get found. The only way you're going to be found, and you can't put your head under the covers and just say, oh, this is my name, is to actually use your site to talk about what they will search for. So go and look at what you've got in your headings. Go and look at what you've got in the description title. At a minimum, that will help. To get found, you need to have content out there and publish what you're about. That will help. It's testament. It's, you know, I'm doing it. Um, you need to have a call to action, and we talked about that, and you need to measure it, so you need to hit Google Analytics on your site, pronto. And these are some good sites. I love Aussie farmers. How many use Aussie farmers? Now tell me the truth. Are they surveying us to death or what? Is it just me? They survey me all the time. I'm on a hot list. Have you been surveyed? It's to kill me now. This is the feedback. It's all right. We'll start. Well, how much yogurt can you have? Okay. So, do you feel like this? Yeah. <laughs>
thought this, yes, I feel like this too. <laughs> and I do it full time, so I can't imagine. So you're running your business, you're doing stock, you're meeting people. How the hell are you going to do this? You're not. The truth is you're not. So that's why I said, pick where you are right now and focus on that one thing. Okay? Because you just can't do it all. In fact, if I was going to start, I'd start with your story. And I'd actually start with why you're special, your brand. I'd actually sit down and write why you got into business really passionately and authentically in the first place. And don't put that on the home page, put that on the about us. And then start thinking about your customers and what problems you solve. And I want you to all go back and look at your website and say, am I talking about me here? So, if you feel like this is a tool I recommend, and I don't recommend tools lightly, as you can see, I'm giving you. No, but I really tested everything that I've recommended. I mean, I've could have had 3,000 things, and I'm, you know, I've downloaded it to say 100. But this is my pet. So, if I was going to recommend one tool, I'd really love this because it integrates a lot of those things. It integrates the blog. It integrates having forms. It integrates the database. It integrates so many of those jobs that you're trying to do through lots and lots of tools. And there's not many of these out there. The only one that I've seen that's sort of in a similar price range, range is called HubSpot, the one I just referred to before. And that's about four and a half. This starts about two and a half for the platform. It's a platform that you can maintain and update. Um, so I really like it from that perspective. It's, it's Google friendly um, and it's like going into Word at the back. Now I would go and do much if I'm conscious of the time. So the takeaway for this is if you want it, if, if marketing is going to be a, a way that you generate leads in your business, and for many people it may not be, but if it is going to be, then content is going to be part of that and your website's going to be critical. So if it is going to be a platform where you're trying to do many things, this is a great start because instead of going into all these tools that might be just too overwhelming, this gives you one nice dashboard and interface to be able to manage it all. You can plug and play with this. You don't have to buy it all. You can so if you're in that second generation website, this is the one that I like. And if you're interested in more about that, just, just come and ask me and I'll send Laurel over to you um, and she can have a chat. And it's an Australian-based website, website builder as well. Um, so if you want more of me and you want this application, um, just let me know. There's lots of contact information or, or you can email me at Danielle McInnes, Danielle at McInnes Marketing on my business card and I will gladly send you that. Um, and I guess what I've learned over five years is don't start to recreate. My team, I say, no, we can do it for free. Start with free. I don't want to hear it. Come back with free, and then I'll start paying incrementally. So it's always out there. I don't care if it's screen grab, or I don't care if it's video, I don't care if it's articles, I don't care what it is. Guaranteed there's an application or a tool for it. So start with that in mind and start typing in what you need, and you'll be surprised at what comes up. So I hope that's very useful. Thank you. <laughs> Did you want to take some questions? Maybe give a chocolate for the questions. If you've got a, a five minutes, does anyone want to take any questions? Or if you're... It's when you see your husband. <laughs> In the wee hours, we cross paths. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, any questions? Oh my god. Hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. 
For more great marketing tips, go to Dan's blog at www.daniellemcginnis.com and sign up for her marketing tips or visit her website at www.mcginnismarketing.com.au. Catch you next time. Thank you.